ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. I'd like to thank IPS for providing the opportunity for us to engage seriously on youth issues. Well, I hope IPS will also engage other sectors of Singapore society in similar dialogue. To make all the buzz about reconnecting with the young, we should not forget our middle-aged and older citizens. They too have their concerns and their aspirations. Now, who are our youth and who are we? There is no single stereotype. If we refer to those of us born after 1975, then we are talking about a large group spanning a wide age gap, from those in the teenage years to the 30-somethings. Well, I, I, I thought I was a young person, but during the GE, when I did a walkabout, someone actually called me an uncle. I was pretty concerned. But what are the youth of Singapore like? Fundamentally, the aspirations of young Singaporeans are not radically different from other Singaporeans. We want stability and security. We want good governance. We desire good homes and a comfortable living environment. We want good jobs and the opportunity to pursue our dreams. We seek the best education for our children and hope that they too can lead a meaningful life. But our perspectives are shaped by our circumstances and our experiences, which are quite different from those of older generations of Singaporeans. They went through a world war, merger and separation, and internal strife. Some sang as many as four national anthems, and they saw Singapore transform within a span of a few decades. Our generation grew up in a stable and secure Singapore. But our challenge has been to grapple with the effects of increasing globalization, the difficult problems that are thrown at us as a result of the peaks and troughs of economic development, which are growing in pitch, frequency, and uncertainty. Costs of living, employment, and growing work pressures are just some of these many preoccupations that we face. We are the beneficiaries of our education system. More young people hold degrees and diplomas than ever before. And we can compete globally. We are more willing to speak up, more willing to question the status quo. While bread and butter issues are important to us, more of us are increasingly conscious of higher ideals, such as environmental issues, human rights, animal rights, artistic expression, and so on. What about our political outlook and our aspirations? I asked one of my friends this after GE, and his reply was, to me, thought-provoking. In his view, many young Singaporeans are, I quote, pro-PAP, pro-opposition, and pro-Singapore, all rolled into one. Pro-PAP because many still believe in its proven ability to secure a bright future for Singapore. Pro-opposition because they see a purpose and a place for a loyal opposition. And pro-Singapore, because they expect our political system to yield not soap drama politics or intransigence, but constructive governance and positive results for all Singaporeans. I think our younger generation, and I speak frank frankly, holds no automatic affiliation to the PAP or to any political party while many support the idea of more voices in, in Parliament and a need for external checks on the government, we are still discerning in our choices. 
Who presents a better team of candidates? Who can solve our challenges? Who can tackle future challenges? And while we did not go through the same trials and tribulations as our older generation did, we are certainly mindful of our limitations as a small country in Southeast Asia. And we know that our dreams for a better life are built upon the foundation and sacrifice of our older generation who built this place up. This sense of reality about Singapore and desire to preserve and grow what we have inherited, in my view, are very much part of what our youth instinctively already believe in. And this will therefore be one of our most important internal safeguards against the dangers of populist politics that we see in so many other countries. At the same time, our young people expect to be connected not only at the intellectual level, but also at the emotional level. Policies of the government must not only be rational and sound, they must also be implemented fairly, justly, and compassionately. Now the difficult question is, did young voters cause the swing against the PAP? My own take is yes and no. Yes because more young voters support the idea of alternative voices in Parliament. That came clearly through. But no, because there are also many reasons for the swing. Hot-button issues such as housing, transport, immigration, affected Singaporeans across all age groups. And simmering public anger on various issues was amplified by the internet. Opposition parties fielded better candidates. Now, can the PP reconnect with Singaporeans and with the young in Singapore? I'm personally optimistic. There is a reflective mood within the party. And this is the silver lining that must come through. The PP can rejuvenate and refresh itself. After all, a party is not just a logo, it's not just a brand. It is made up of people and the values that they hold dear. And putting things in perspective, 60% of Singaporeans, including many young people, supported the PAP at the GE, and we must not let them down. It has been over a month since the general elections. The dust has settled, and work on the ground has begun in earnest, including for rookies like myself. Our concerns have come across clearly, and I'm confident our government will listen and will act. But now is the time to heal divisions that are inevitable in political contests. And it's time for us to move forward together as Singaporeans to tackle the issues that affect all of us, regardless of our political affiliation. With that, I look forward to a productive dialogue with all of us here. Thank you.